Welcome to the Finding Your Job podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Billings. Joining us today is Sydney, a recent finance graduate at Northeastern University up in Boston. She has over three years of real estate, sales, and investment experience, and is currently pursuing her interest in the digital marketing realm. If she's not in the office, aka her house, you can catch her doing yoga, CrossFit, reading, or even skydiving. Great to have you on the podcast, Sydney. Thank you for having me, Jacob. And that was an awesome introduction too. Thank you. So besides skydiving, what are the career paths you're considering? So you asked me at such a great time because I graduated less than a week ago. So it's been quite a crazy, crazy month. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. It's been five years. So (laughs) finally got to the end. I saw the light at the end of the tunnel and I made it. But it's interesting because if you asked me this question, A few months ago, in the beginning of the semester, I probably would have had a completely different answer. Now I can tell you I'm considering a career path more so focused on social impact at a mission-driven startup. But if you asked me, like I said, less than four months ago, I probably would have told you that I would have been in investment banking or on a real estate acquisitions team at an investment firm. So it's definitely a big mindset change for me. Can you talk more about that mindset? Why the shift? So, and I know you know, but for your listeners, so Northeastern has a co-op program where we have the ability to work full-time for six months at a time. So it gives us great real-world experience and really helps us determine if the path that we're pursuing is right. So I pursued PricewaterhouseCoopers. I worked at a real estate investment firm and banking advisory. And then I worked as an acquisitions analyst also in the real estate realm. And having been on this path, as well as being a real estate agent for the past five years, I assumed that I was going to work in real estate, whether that be starting my own real estate firm, doing something as a salesperson like rentals um, or commercial real estate, or pursuing the more corporate nine to five life where I would be working as an investment analyst. And everything seemed to line up and it really made sense for me to pursue this path because like I said, I've worked five years in this industry and I actually ended up receiving a full-time job offer from my last full-time internship. And I surprisingly said no, which for me, it shocked me. And I had to do a lot of self-discovery to figure out why I said no. And You, Jacob, you're very entrepreneurial, so I'm sure you can relate and your viewers probably can too. That sometimes when you're an entrepreneur, you think that you can do everything, whatever you want right away. And that was definitely a part of the reason why I said no. Uh, And it was really a gut feeling that I went off of. So I realized after attending an entrepreneurship retreat called Startup Island, they helped me figure out why... I do the things that I do, what I enjoy doing, what makes me happy. And for some reason, I never realized that real estate wasn't fulfilling for me, but I found more fulfillment in helping people. So that's why I kind of took the turn to say, you know, do I want to work at a firm, a nine to five that's going to make investors richer? Or do I want to put my time and energy into a company that has a mission and that wants to change the world and make an impact? And that resonated with me a lot more than just a real estate finance did. Very cool. Lots to take away from that. So we both know Startup Island. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Just because it's quite interesting. Sure. 
as I mentioned, it's an entrepreneurial retreat for students or young professionals who are looking for clarity. This could mean that they want to improve themselves through personal development, maybe their startups that they're working on through professional development. But what it really taught me and my biggest takeaways were how you could be happy and healthy. That's something that they speak about all the time, the business of being happy and healthy, as well as being the CEO of your own life. We have all of these societal expectations of ourselves, especially due to the fact that we're taught, you know, you go to school, you get a good job and you work that job and you retire and times are changing. And we don't really learn how to pursue things that we're passionate about because we're usually shut down at such a young age. So Startup Island is really just a getaway that just focuses on yourself for a full week so you can truly experience what it's like to take control of your own life for once. That's really, really cool. So you touched about it a bit just from explaining Startup Island and explaining the shift that you made from real estate to you know more focused on social impact. Why do you feel that social impact is a fit for you, is meaningful for you? And why do you think that can be the long term for you? So when I was on Startup Island, one of the first things they asked us was, what did you want to be when you were younger? So when I was, whatever, six years old, and my mom asked me, what did I want to be when I grew up? The first thing I said was, I want to be a teacher mom. For me at the time, that meant to be a teacher at an elementary school or a high school and to teach my students and to make sure they get good grades. And after I turned maybe 12, I was told that teachers do not make a lot of money. Therefore, you do not pursue a teaching career. And this was not just by my parents, but this was all of society. It's not a career that you make money in and you will never be able to do anything. So I essentially never looked back at even pursuing a teaching career again. But yet when I was on Startup Island, it was the first question they asked us. And it's funny because I was the president of the real estate club at Northeastern. And I enjoyed meeting with my students so much. I would meet with maybe eight students a week to teach them about real estate investing or just help them determine the career path that they were going on. And I never put two and two together that this whole time, my love for teaching and helping people and giving back to society or individuals was so important to me. It's almost like I get a high whenever I speak to someone and I can help them. So going back to your question, why do you think it's a good fit for me? It's always been a good fit for me. I just never acknowledged the fact that it was why I'm meant to be on this planet and having a social impact and being able to help people on a larger scale makes me even more excited. Really, really cool. You mentioned in the intro that you have a current interest in digital marketing. Do you think that you could tie the two together and do digital marketing and help social impact businesses through that? Absolutely. And for me right now, I just took on my first client. We're more so focused on lead generation. But I look at everything that I'm doing as a means of all of these skills will help me start my own company. And between now and the time that I do start my own company, I can help other companies grow with the skills that I have been gaining and or they can help me grow. So for right now, I actually just applied to my first postgraduate job called Bigger Pockets. It's a huge real estate podcast, 
They do webinars and networking events. And their whole goal is to teach people how to achieve financial independence through real estate. So it's mission-driven company. It's a startup. And I just applied for their digital marketing role. So I'm hoping that I can combine my two interests. And like you said, Jacob, make sure that I am impacting bigger pockets, the company that I want to work for, and take whatever I learned from them to eventually start my own firm. And it's super cool to hear, right? Because in digital marketing, people can feel that it is also a numbers game, but it's ultimately about the person behind the screen and how you are impacting them. Is that a full-time job that you're applying for? Yeah, it actually is. Surprising enough. <laughs> cool. Do you think, I mean, we've talked a little bit about you having your own digital marketing agency and you said that you have a client now. Do you think that you would do both at the same time and potentially uh, build a personal brand that ties the two together that, you know, says, hey, if you want to learn more, you can work with my agency or I don't know, buy a course. There are so many cool ways that you can go about it. Absolutely. And I definitely will take the entrepreneurial route as well. And this is another large takeaway from Startup Island is the difference between starting your own company and being that sole individual. And you have that marketable skill that you have a lot of worth. And if you literally say, I'm going to take on clients and I'm going to do this, there's no reason why you can't do this. But you're missing one aspect, which for me was a huge takeaway, like I said, from Startup Island was surrounding yourself with entrepreneurial individuals who are very like-minded and you never know in that small firm and that startup, what's going to come from it. Am I going to start my own company with someone that works here? Maybe they can help me scale my company. Maybe the skills I'm going to learn here, I'm going to use, like I said, at my next company. So I think it always makes sense, especially because we are just graduating. And for you specifically, you've done great things and you haven't, and you're so young that more students need to, in my opinion, create an additional source of income for themselves so that when they do come to the time that they're ready to graduate, they don't feel that pressure of, oh my God, I need a job because I need money. Now it's, wow, I really want to work for this company because I enjoy what they're doing and I'm going to learn from them and it's going to help me grow my own side business. So I would absolutely love to title back, do both, have my side business, digital marketing agency, and still work full time at a company so I can further learn from them professionally. That's totally awesome. And I can definitely relate because I have a friend right now looking for jobs and it's so stressful. He wants to find a job in California, right? But if you're coming out just out of college, people don't pay you a lot and the living expenses are just crazy. And if you are coming from a place of scarcity, it's really, really hard to grow. And it's hard for you to experiment and build momentum so that you can grow because you have less wiggle room, right? Exactly. And then listening to what you've just been saying, it's so cool to see that you can really tie those two things together, right? You can work for this company and be somewhat of an ambassador to them, but then you can also tie it into your own digital marketing agency. And there are so many people who, for example, off the top of my head, there's a woman, I forget her name, who works for Wired and then also has a blog and the two tied together so that she's more of an authority, right? I feel like it's the same thing for you working for this company as well. It gives you more authority. You can potentially use it as a lead magnet, but most of all, it's incredibly fulfilling. Absolutely. So you just get the best of both worlds, honestly. Exactly. We touched upon this in the beginning a bit, but you mentioned how you didn't want to have a structured nine to five job and you didn't want to work for an investor and make them more money. 
and you struggle with that and struggle trading your time for your money, et cetera, et cetera. And I can definitely relate to a lot of those things. Can you talk a little bit more to that? Sure. So there's really two sides to it, right? I mean, there's a side where as business people, when we go to school, we are taught that we should be working for corporate and that we should make a lot of money. And there's nothing wrong with that, but they don't teach you anything about yourself. There's no self-reflection in business school. (laughs) There is no meditation. There is no yoga. There is no journaling. You didn't do great on a test. So that means that you're never going to be successful in this industry or you didn't try hard enough. But at the end of the day, a lot of people, and I say this from experience because I'm one of them, choose business because they don't know what they want to do with their lives. And then they end up pigeonholing themselves into a career that they're not happy with, but they don't know why they're not happy because they were never taught how to figure out or how to analyze their feelings and determine what actually makes them happy. So it's really a cyclical cycle that starts from freshman year being taught all these things and studying constantly. And we're never really encouraged to pursue our own curiosities because we're so busy with school. And going through the workforce, you and I were just speaking about this previously about being a workaholic. And while some people think being a workaholic should be praised, which specifically they do in the investment realm, it's debilitating. And we get to this point where we're working every day, 80 plus hours a week to make a salary of maybe 50 to 60,000. And then we become completely burned out. And I don't want to say depressed, but we get to that point where we're like, why did we go down this field? I'm unhappy, but now I live paycheck to paycheck and I'm stuck. So when you look at the different career paths and you look at investments as one of them, there's nothing wrong with pursuing that. But there's also a reason why people only work in as an investment banker for one to two years. There's a reason why most people quit or fail because they can't, their bodies, their minds can't handle it. So you either could choose that path, a path of money. So is money your motivator? Or you can choose a more fulfilling path where you can still be a financial analyst, but you could work for a company that is dramatically impacting our environment. Because at the end of the day, if you ask someone, if you had all the money in the world, what would you do? I think that's where you're going to get the real answer from them to figure out what actually makes them happy. It's interesting. So right now, I'm studying design in San Francisco, and we visited a Northeastern alum who is working at IBM. And she casually brought up as she was taking us through the offices that, oh, yeah, people usually arrive at 10 o'clock here. And that's just normal to arrive late to work. And I'm thinking, what's that about? You should look forward to what you're doing. And what you're talking about with fulfillment and stuff, it's definitely what I resonate with. So you mentioned how you have this one client. You mentioned how people should really build another income source for them so that they don't have to worry about money as much. How do you go about doing that? Why do you even stop? Honestly, it's your hobbies. You can turn every hobby of yours into an additional stream of income. Take, for example, the easiest one is tutoring. If you're good at even one subject, bam, you have a business. You can start tutoring people in your classes. Reach out to your professors and see who's interested. If you enjoy taking photos, you can sell them online. 
if you enjoy flying drones, why can't you sell videos that actually relate to something that you enjoy doing? If you enjoy teaching, why can't you create a course online teaching people? If you enjoy writing, start a blog. Anything that you can do, all you have to think is, how do I monetize it? And all you need is that one client at first for proof of concept. It could even be your mom. It could be your brother. It could be someone in your family or your best friend. Have them write you one or two reviews. And that is the beginning of your business. I think a lot of people overcomplicate it, but they're doing these things anyway. Why not start getting paid for it? Put some value on yourself because you are worth something. If you can teach meditation classes, yoga, anything, just turn your skill into something that you can actually make money off of. I definitely agree. And going off of that, we live in a world where there's just so much content out there. And Sydney, you can probably relate to this, but after listening to this podcast, you might look up a video on YouTube about how to become a Fiverr freelancer and sell logos, you know, how to course, et cetera, et cetera, right? But all this information can be overwhelming. But beyond that, you get to this point where you actually need to start taking action on what you've learned. So I try and hit home on this podcast that listen to the podcast by all means. But if you want to improve your career, it's a case of you taking action on the information and the content that we provide that will actually make the difference. Absolutely. So if you want to build this other stream of income for yourself, just start. Learn as you go. By all means, read blogs, watch videos, but don't get into this cycle of just watching content, right? I'm a big fan of Gary Vee, but at some point you need to realize Gary Vee is hustling, doing his own thing. And because of that, would he really watch his own content? Probably not. He'd be too busy living the life that makes him fulfilled. So (laughs) ranting aside, what are you doing to prepare to get these sorts of experience so that you can build off of this fulfillment? Honestly, exactly what you just said. And I'm really glad that you hit home on that point because I cannot sit at a computer all day and watch videos. I get so distracted, so anxious. I'm not someone who can sit down all day. But if you say to me, Sydney, I want to learn more about this. My first recommendation for you is to go out and meet someone in that industry. So What I've been doing to, one, learn more about my career, learn more about digital marketing, it's a combination of finding people who have been successful or finding people who are in the role or spot where I want to be, reaching out to them, emailing them, LinkedIn, going to networking events. It's all about putting yourself out there, even if you do feel uncomfortable and just sitting there introducing yourself and learning. And a lot of you guys will realize that people love speaking about themselves. So if you go to a networking event and you speak with someone, they could just take the whole conversation away. So getting out in the field is something that is extremely important to me, especially because of my new interest of finding a mission-driven company to work for. It's a challenge for me because I've been in real estate for the past five years. So when it comes to finding a company that I'm very excited to work for, I could spend hours on that computer. Like you said, there's just too much content. And I actually spent two days researching jobs. And I figured this is such a waste of time. I just need to get out there and go to a startup event in New York City or Boston or travel to one so I can meet people. Because at the end of the day, 
I truly believe that the more that you network, the more successful that you will be because it's all about who you know. So getting in front of people is a huge resource when it comes to learning and then finding the best content online and not trying to, like I said, sit there for hours, get your first client right away, which is what I did. That kind of fell into my hands. And it's more of a learn as you go. Just think about all these result producing activities. They're the ones that are going to make you money and help you learn more. Agreed. One thing that's interesting just during these episodes is that everyone brings up the importance of networking and having amazing people in your life, right? And Absolutely. Definitely can relate to that. And as well, if you're someone who's afraid of doing all this stuff, just learn how to speak that language, right? The reason why Sydney was able to get that first client was because she was able to speak the language of a real estate agent, right? Once you realize that with business, most people don't really know what they're doing, right? Steve Jobs had this quote essentially saying that once you realize the world is made by people who are no smarter than you, it's very freeing. So as Sydney touched upon, right, let them do the speaking and just really build a relationship with someone and don't treat them as just, oh, I'm going to spam people on LinkedIn kind of thing. Absolutely. And just to touch upon that too, Jacob, a lot of people, and you guys already know this from reading blogs or any of the emails that you open, people really value transparency nowadays. So you never have to pretend to be someone that you're not. And when it comes to trying to start your own business or side hustle, you could be completely honest. And Jacob, I know you've been through this before too, and say, this is what I'm trying to do. This is my experience so far. You could even work for them for free, have them pay like for me, have someone pay for digital advertising, and then I'll give them my services for free just so I can prove the concept that I can do it. And they're the ones that are taking the risk on me. So there's nothing wrong with being very transparent about where you are in life, because that's the only reason why people will trust you and how you will also grow. And that will also strengthen your relationship with them. Agreed. And the other thing as well that has helped me a lot and going off on this point of being transparent is just putting the ego aside, right? Right. Sometimes you do have to work for free. Sometimes you have to build up your portfolio, but that is worth doing because you know, in the long term, it will pay you off dividends. And on top of this, we talk a lot about doing things outside of the classroom to really build up your resume, etc. Just you pursuing all this stuff. It's an interesting story, right? Me and Sydney talked about this before we started recording. But it just adds to the depth of who you are as an individual. I think, Cindy, you can relate to this. It's a thing of personal development. Absolutely. My follow-up question to this is, you've talked about the fact that you're applying for this job. You have this digital marketing agency. All of this is really exciting stuff. One of the questions I ask my guests is how they feel about entering the working world. I mean, going off on this fulfillment point, it doesn't really seem like you're entering the traditional working world. Um, But even still, on the path that you're currently pursuing, what excites you about it and what scares you about it? The most exciting thing for me is never having to be forced to learn something that I have no interest in. In the beginning, you mentioned I have a finance degree. And quite honestly, it was horrible. I went to class, I had no desire to learn, but I figured it would help me personally with investing. And the classes were more difficult. So I was forcing myself to learn material for corporate finance for my nine to five that I would end up never having in the investment realm. All of these things, it just felt like I was being pressured into doing something that I really did not want to do. 
And now since I'm graduated, it is such a freeing feeling to be able to write down all the things that I'm curious about and say, I'm going to learn this this week, or I'm going to read a book on that next week. Because in school, you have no time. You're in four or five clubs on top of working on top of, for me, I was running a club and it just felt like one thing after another. I never had the time for one myself or for two, my interests. So being in the working world is extremely rewarding because I finally have the time to do everything I want to do. But the most difficult aspect of it is time management and prioritizing because there's no one telling you a due date. There's no one telling you to show up and you really need to have a disciplined mindset to be successful as an entrepreneur, especially when you graduate, because you can easily go down really, really fast if you don't manage your time effectively and efficiently. That's the only scary part, but I am excited that it's finally my life and I could finally take control of it without having to worry about passing classes and whatnot. Agreed. We're going over time, but I feel like we are giving a lot of value to our listeners and I'm really enjoying this conversation at least. So, And I'm a chatterbox, so <laughs> get me off whenever. I can chat all day, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> so going off on that point, you mentioned that time management is something that scares you and something that you're working on. And I can definitely relate to that. And there are all these means that can help in terms of having the same sleeping schedule or journaling every day, you know, yoga, meditation, I can go on and on. But what do you find helps you with your time management? How do you build that self discipline that you were talking about? Exactly what you said. So I'm not sure if you've ever read the miracle morning, but that book gives you the best morning routine ever. So my routine, which goes by the book, I journal in the morning. I actually journal to one of my best friends and we read each other's every morning. I meditate. I review my goals. I read my affirmations. I read the news. I exercise. I try to read a few, maybe like 15, 20 minutes in the book that I'm currently reading. And I usually stick with that every morning. Like I said, I'm building my habits. It's never perfect. I try to wake up at the same time every day between... 5 30 and 7 a.m. because I feel like the earlier you wake up, you just feel more refreshed and it's nice and quiet. So you can focus on yourself. And I also use Trello. I feel like you would definitely be the type of person to use it as well. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners have heard of it. But Trello is one of the most amazing project management sites I have ever used. If you guys are visual learners, you will be able to see everything laid out in one screen. And just to give you a little background of what mine exactly looks like. So for those of you who haven't heard of Trello, it's a project management site and it's essentially lets you create to-do lists, but you can see or you can manage different types of things. So maybe your life or maybe you're working on a certain project and you can allow access to different users. But I use it as a weekly task schedule. So I'll have on my left side, what are all my goals in personal wealth and growth, relationships, financial, professional, travel and adventure. And then I'll have my morning routine in another chart. And then I'll list Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and write down all of the tasks that I need to complete per week and label them per color based on my long-term goals. So it's very organized. And I feel like I said, I really have to do this because if I don't, then I will not feel like I have accomplished anything for that day. And I will definitely fall behind schedule. 
So do you use Trello as well? Or what task do you use for project management or any type of management? Trello is obviously very useful. For the podcast specifically, we use something called Airtable, which is, I guess, a more complicated version of it. Okay. But I use Trello for my own personal marketing agency. Pretty much everyone uses it, just like a lot of people use Slack for communication, you know, the two go hand in hand. But yeah, I was going to ask, obviously, that's a long list of things that you've mentioned. So I was going to ask, you know, how do you even start? But it seems like reading The Miracle Morning sounds like a pretty good place to start, right? Yeah, start with The Miracle Morning if you're looking for more discipline in your life and getting into that routine and then go from there. Because once you have that, that's a huge mindset shift, especially when it comes to reading and writing your goals and your affirmations. And once you have those done, then you can go on to actual organizing your daily routine after your morning routine. Very cool. And a follow-up question to that is the thing with a daily routine that I think a lot of people can relate to, and maybe you can relate to, I definitely think our listeners can relate to, is we create a to-do list that is just too big. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Going off in a workaholic idea, right? So I'm a big advocate for, you know, making things simple for voting systems and processes for daily habits, et cetera, et cetera. But how have you simplified all of that information that you learned in the Miracle Morning into something that you can actually do every day? It's funny, as we spoke about earlier, I am definitely or used to be a workaholic recovering. And for me, my to-do list would have about 20 to 30 things on it in one day because I thought I could stay up until 2 a.m. and get everything done. I was wrong. And then I just made myself feel bad because I was not checking off those boxes. So what I do now is every day I have three things that I want to get done. I do not add more than three because I know that if I don't complete them, I will and you will feel bad about it. So if you just set yourself up for success, have those three things that you need to get done. And then for the next day, you can always complete those tasks as well. And on Trello specifically, you can move the card over to the previous or the next day. So it doesn't feel like you did not meet your goals for that day. So it's all about focusing on one thing at a time. And once you finish that one thing, pick up the next thing, but only focus on those three things for the day. And that for me has made me extremely successful in completing my tasks because I don't feel overwhelmed when I look at my schedule for the day. Great information on this episode. This is really good stuff. My final question for you is, I mean, we've already touched upon it with Trello a bit, Miracle Morning, et cetera, et cetera. But can you name any more resources that you look for for guidance? It could be I don't know, learning about digital marketing, it could be learning about, you know, finding fulfillment. At the end of the day, it's whatever you feel that our listeners can benefit most from learning about. Absolutely. So the first thing that I would do if I were you guys is to one, read the business of being happy and healthy publication on Medium. There's a lot of great articles on there just about mindset and how to create a more fulfilling life how to handle stress, all the above. And the second thing, so for digital marketing, it's funny, I actually found a Facebook group that I really enjoy. And he is the one who taught me how to handle my first client as far as getting them all set up. The Facebook group is called Facebook Advertising Secrets, SEO Lead Gen. And it's by Dino Gomez, D-I-N-O-G-O-M-E-Z. 
he has a great video for people that are doing digital marketing for the first time and setting up your client's Facebook account with your business account. It's an hour video. It's free. And it was extremely beneficial. I've watched it about eight times so far to make sure I'm a perfectionist. So I want to make sure that I'm doing everything right. So if you guys can start out with those two things, and honestly, the miracle morning will help you too. Just focus on yourself. I know people make fun of people that read self-help books, but read self-help books. The one thing is amazing. It's a great book. Anything that you can read that just helps your mindset shift, because believe it or not, your mind is what needs the fixing, not anything else. So once you can fix your mind and have a better, brighter, more confident outlook on what you want to do and who you are, then you could honestly take on the world. Well, this has been a value-packed episode. I think we can both agree. In terms of personal takeaways for me, don't be afraid to make a big shift if you know that it's going to make you more fulfilled. Um, be transparent when you communicate with people. Build a side hustle and another stream of income to build up your skills, experience, and just, again, build on fulfillment. Use Trello to build systems around managing your daily goals. Focus on doing just three things every day. And then going off on what Sydney just said, in terms of general advice, I have read The One Thing, and that book has definitely changed my life because I think a lot of people can relate to, I want to be successful, I want to do all these things, but how do I break that down into something that is easy for me to do on a daily basis, right? I understand that I need to be disciplined, but I don't even know where to begin. So I really do think two self-help books in particular being The Miracle Morning and then one that I've also personally read and loved, which is the one thing I think all of that advice should do you pretty well and help a lot. Sydney, before you go, do you have any final takeaways or pieces of advice for our listeners? Sure. My biggest advice for you guys is to just do it. There's nothing stopping you. Stop caring about what other people think of you. Stop caring about what society expects of you. If there's something that you enjoy, if there's something that you want to learn more about, even if it's not what you have previously studied or know anything about, put yourself out there because as soon as you do, you will be thankful. So just shoot for the stars. Shoot for the stars. Well, thanks a lot, Sydney. Really appreciate your time here. Thank you too, Jacob. I appreciate it too. And if you're not a reader, just use Audible. You can find affiliate offers online where you can get a free book and literally just commit to listening half an hour of the one thing each day if you feel that reading the book is too challenging or what have you and just make things as easy as possible. But thanks again, Sydney, for being on the podcast. Thank you too, Jacob. I really appreciate it. And I hope you guys all found this really helpful.